You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we are two writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog where we've been covering the Chargers for over six seasons during our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I also write for the LA Football Network, and this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. All right, guys, welcome into the show. On today's show, we will be talking about every single team that the Chargers play in 2021 and what Pop-Tart is associated with them. Okay, we're not going to be getting into that today. It seems like more of a visual gag, but appreciate you guys checking out the show today, especially those who are checking out the show for the first time. The NFL schedule came out last night, and it's really exciting because it gives you just a glimpse of what the easiest and toughest parts of the Chargers schedules are going to be in 2021 so to start the show we're going to be getting into the Washington football team because that is the Chargers first matchup in this season in week one and we'll be talking about why that's kind of a tough test going to the east coast with Brandon Staley a brand new head coach going up against a team that had a very good defense last season and then in the second segment we'll be getting into the Chargers getting three primetime games in 2021 up from two games in 2020 so that's exciting and a lot of people are going to get to see the chargers this season on prime time especially those who don't live you know near la or san diego so that's exciting we'll talk about that and then to wrap up the show we'll be getting into the toughest four game stretch of the season for the chargers obviously divisional games are important but there's some other really really tough games the chargers have on their schedule and a couple of them are pretty close together so we'll get into why we think these four games are going to be the toughest for the Chargers in 2021. But let's go ahead and get into it. The NFL released its 2021 schedule on Wednesday night, and it was exciting. I mean, it felt a little bit different than most schedule releases I've seen, David. Maybe it's just because of Brandon Staley. I'm not sure, but it seemed like for this schedule that came out last night, it seemed more exciting than usual. I agree with you, Daniel. I think people are really excited about the upcoming NFL season. I think anytime there's any kind of big event, and make no mistake, ESPN, NFL, they made this a huge, huge deal. They did like two or three hour specials on the NFL schedule release. And I mean, it's exciting. I mean, we get to see who the Chargers are going to play. We get to see how many primetime games they're going to get, where they're going to play these opponents. I mean, it's just exciting. It gets you that little taste of football even though we know they're not going to even start ramping up anything until training camp a few months away. Yeah, and there's a lot of very interesting games on the schedule, and we'll be going over them you know, over the next few shows, just talking about a bunch of different things that stand out as far as the schedule goes. And because, hey, this is a pretty slow time of the year. When you get to find out and look ahead, do some matchups, it's a lot of fun. And now we know who week one is going to be for the Chargers, and it ends up being the Washington football team who made the playoffs last year. I mean, it's a playoff team. (laughs) I mean, it was obviously in the NFC East, and they you know, were one of the closest teams to Tampa Bay in the playoffs. And now you're looking at probably going up against Ryan Fitzpatrick, but you're going up against a team who I would say is on the rise. I like what Ron Rivera has been able to do for them, especially defensively. And I think that's where you have to start with this one, David, and why it is such a tough matchup because – The Chargers have a brand new offensive coordinator. They're installing a new offense 
They have a brand new head coach. And then in week one, you're going to have to go west coast to east coast, which is a tough trip. Play at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And it's going to be a really big game for the Chargers to get their season off to a good start. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a crazy test right away. I mean, the second ranked defense from yards allowed last year was the Washington football team. They were phenomenal. They only allowed 304.6 yards per game. And uh, they were especially good against the pass, only 191.8 passing yards per game. And we know that one of the strengths of the Chargers offense is going to be Justin Herbert and that big arm. So it's going to be a great test. They have a phenomenal pass rusher in the defensive rookie of the year last year, Chase Young. Uh, That's going to be a great matchup uh, going up against Rashawn Slater with the Chargers. So I know that's going to be something we saw in college that we're going to be excited to see in the pros. And hopefully Rashawn Slater wins more battles than he loses. Yeah, I was going to get into that because I think that is something that is really interesting, especially, I mean, we're all assuming that Rashawn Slater is going to win the left tackle job. But, I mean, I think the Chargers will give him every opportunity to do that, obviously. But for that to be your first matchup as a pro going up against that defensive front, not even just him, but you also have Montez Sweat and a couple of really good interior guys on that defensive line as well. So that will be a big test for the Chargers offensive line. I mean, to have that group who has four of five new starters on the offensive line, yes, we know that we're, you know, have high expectations. We have high expectations for that line, but that's going to be a tough defense to be their first task going into this season. But I do think that with the Washington football team, with Ryan Fitzmagic at the helm, you never know what's really going to happen. The Chargers end up as a two point favorite, how we see it right now. That's what they're favored. So, They're obviously expected to win, but this is going to be a tough game. I mean, don't let that fool you. I mean, obviously, that's a pretty close spread, but they have some pretty talented players. I mean, offensively, they added a couple guys in De'Ami Brown and Curtis Samuel to that offense to go with Terry McLaurin. And, David, I think it is going to be a big game for the Chargers' defense as well because Antonio Gibson was one of the best rookie running backs last season, has all of the speed, runs with some power as well, and the Chargers you know, are a little bit thin on the defensive line. We know that a couple of guys we feel good about there, but Jerry Tillery, not the best run defender. Limbaugh Joseph, we like him, in, but how often is he going to be able to stay on the field now? Maybe you have Christian Covington going as well, but it will be, I think, an improved offense for the Washington football team, so we should get a good look at the offense and the defense for the Chargers, and both of them should face a pretty good test. It's going to be a great test, and I think uh, don't base this off of last year's numbers as far as the offense is, con- is concerned. I know it's probably tempting to do that. They were the 30th, rank- the 30th ranked offense last year, uh, only getting 317.3 yards per game. Uh, but, hey, Fitzmagic is now the quarterback. He's the modern-day gunslinger. He can make some crazy throws, but he can also make some crazy boneheaded mistakes as well. So you just never know which version is going to show up. But he has the possibility to to make some plays and win some football games for this team who has a phenomenal defense and some weapons at its disposal. I do think there's some holes there, but I agree with you. I mean, this is going to be a really tough test out of the gates for the Chargers, and we'll get to see what that new-look offense and that new-look defense looks like against a up-and-coming team. Yeah, and how much Justin Herbert has progressed since the last time we've seen him. I mean, they also had another addition that I really liked with William Jackson as well in free agency, so... They made some pretty good additions. They definitely tried to juice up the offense a little bit, but that defense is returning a lot of really good players. 
and were one of the best defenses in the NFL last year. So we should get a good look at this new offensive line and this new Chargers offense in Joe Lombardi. But there's a lot of other interesting things going on with this Chargers schedule. And in the next segment, we're going to be talking about the three primetime games the Chargers were awarded. We'll get into what other teams around the NFL got and where the Chargers kind of stack up against them. And also the fact that these three games are all at home. So they get a chance to showcase SoFi Stadium. And we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why do that when you can just go online, go to rockauto.com, put in the type of car that you have, and in a few easy clicks, you can find the part that you need, and you can get it delivered right to your door. You don't have to leave your house. It's so simple. I don't even know a ton about cars, and I've been able to use it several times since we brought on rockauto.com as our sponsor. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks. And the best part is, is whether you're a mechanic or a daily driver, everybody gets the best price with rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now and you can see all the parts they have available for your car or truck and just write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. All right. So back to this 2021 NFL schedule and what the chargers have going on in 2021. And one of the things that we looked for right off the bat was the primetime games and It was kind of funny this year seeing so many schedule leaks. I mean, maybe there's always this many, but it definitely seemed like there was more schedule leaks this year. And it just was like, okay, one Chargers primetime game is getting announced. Now it's two. Now it's three. And the Chargers ended up with three primetime games. There are 15 teams in the NFL that have more primetime games than the Chargers. A lot of teams you would expect. Most of the teams that had better records than the Chargers, and then there's also the Cowboys as well, which, you know, the NFL, all that. But we only saw the Chargers get two primetime games in 2020. In 2021, with the new coach, with Justin Herbert coming off of his historic rookie season, they're able to get three big primetime games. Week 4 against the Raiders on Monday Night Football, Week 11 against the Steelers on Sunday Night Football, and we all remember the last time that happened, and then Week 15 against the Chiefs on Thursday Night Football. Those are going to be a ton of fun. They're going to be great, and there's some quality opponents too. I mean, the Raiders, the Chargers and Raiders know each other so well. They always play each other tough. I mean, it just seems like it always comes down to the last few plays. With the Steelers, they've had a lot of crazy games. I mean, some of the Chargers have won, some of the Chargers have lost. Uh, I hate you, Le'Veon Bell. I still hate you. Michael Vick, I don't really care for you either, um, just to let you know. But, uh, no, in all seriousness, yes. I mean, it's it's good that the Chargers are getting the three primetime games this year. It's exciting. Justin Herbert is a huge part of that. I also want to say that Brandon Staley, I think, is another part of that as well. I mean, a first-time head coach, they want to showcase him. I think he's one of the bright young minds in the NFL. I think the NFL recognizes that as well. And I'm just I'm excited that the Chargers are going to be put on the spotlight a little bit more this year. And they get to showcase a young team who I think is going to make some waves this season. Yeah, and they're doing what we thought they would do when they got into that new stadium, which is show the Chargers off in L.A., try to, you know, establish that you made the right move by letting them go there, right? And I think that you're seeing that a little bit with these three games. I'm excited. I mean, we can remember a lot of games just in the recent history with those three teams 
that have all been nail biters, that have all been good games. I mean, the Chargers and Raiders played Monday Night Football last year. Justin Herbert was in. Like you talked about with the Steelers, you have the Keenan Allen catch in the end zone. The Justin the Mike Jackson, Williams catch in KC. Yeah, the Mike Williams catch in KC. You have the Justin Jackson breakout game. And then also, you know, the Steelers was the six different, you know, offsides calls before Michael Badgley finally hits the game-winning field goal. So they should all be pretty good games. And on tomorrow's show, you know, maybe we'll get into one of these games potentially and when we get into which game has the most chances of giving us a heart attack because we know a few different Chargers games every season do that to us. But the other big thing about this, David, is you're getting three really good fan bases. You're getting all of these games at home in SoFi Stadium with a chance to show off what you got. But what that also means is you have three traveling fan bases, too, that have a chance to fill up SoFi Stadium and keep the narrative going that the Chargers don't have fans. The Raider fans will always be able to fill that up. The last time the Chargers played the Steelers at home, it was not pretty. So that's another big thing here is, yes, you're getting the home games, but will the Chargers fans, will this be the year that they go fill up the stadium, that they don't sell their tickets to opposing fans? Because all of these teams have national fans, right? They're not just regional teams. They're national teams. They travel well. Yeah, international in a lot of cases too. But that's going to be huge because Chargers fans have a chance this year with three primetime games all at home after last year, both of them were on the road. They get a chance to kind of change that narrative a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think Charger fans are going to be really excited to be able to go into SoFi Stadium. I know I've been seeing all the pictures and all the videos and people doing tours. I mean, the place is absolutely incredible. I mean, the images from above, uh, the video boards. I mean, it's state-of-the-art. This is a football cathedral this place is absolutely incredible i do think charger fans are going to be excited to go watch games there but i mean i'm a skeptic man i mean i cannot help but feel like these three teams right here i mean they're going to pose a huge threat of invading and calling this their stadium west like we've heard so many times I just hope that the Chargers fans come out in full force and really support this team. But we know, Daniel, at the end of the day, if the Chargers don't win games consistently this year, it is going to be a direct reflection of their attendance. And that sucks to say that, but we know that that's the reality. Well, and sometimes it takes more than just, you know, a winning record. Because if you go back to 2018, you think about the Chargers going 12-4 and when they were still at StubHub or whatever you want to call it. It had like six different names in their few seasons there, but it wasn't always packed with Chargers fans, even with that great record, right? So in LA, I mean, they care about championships. They care about extended success. And I think there is a fan, there is a chance that the Chargers fan base shows out much more than it has in the last few seasons, obviously not counting 2020 because they weren't allowed to go. I know there's Chargers fans out there. I think the hard thing is, is they are kind of spread out. You know, you do still have some fans in San Diego, You do have fans in Los Angeles, but to get that raucous of a crowd to fill a stadium that fits, you know, 70 plus thousand people in it, that's tough to do. I mean, it's just really, really going to be tough to do. But I think you just have to hope that Chargers fans can take all of this kind of momentum and take their star, their star shining player in Justin Herbert because wins are really great and all of those things. But Sometimes if you just have something to go see, right, you have the guy who the spotlight is on at all times with Justin Herbert. You can go to a Chargers game 
and know that you have a chance of seeing something ridiculous because we saw it week in and week out last season. I mean, Justin Herbert. I'm hoping Derwin James can be that guy too, man. I'm hoping we can get this guy healthy and he can go out there because I know this guy's a game wrecker. I know he's a superstar on the defensive side. If he's able to stay on the football field, he is capable of incredible feats. I think he can be that superstar on the defense. He definitely can, but it's just different. It's different when it's the quarterback. Oh, it's course. different when it's Tom Brady than when it's Aaron Donald, right? I mean, sure. you can be great, but if you don't have a great quarterback, you're going to get forgotten about for the most part. I mean, how many you know really popular teams are that don't have great quarterbacks get talked about a lot? I mean, it doesn't happen very often. I mean, they talked about Dak Prescott for like six years after he got injured last year <laughs> just because without Dak Prescott, I mean, the Cowboys weren't really anything, so... It's just right. you need that one shining piece. The Chargers have it in Justin Herbert. You can go in and know, hey, I might see Justin Herbert do something I've never seen before today, whether it's the him. unicorn, as Rich Eisen calls him. Whether it's throwing a ball you know, off of his back as he's just getting plastered into the ground or whatever the case is. I mean, Justin Herbert just did so many miraculous things at times last season. And then to end the season on a four-game stretch where he's leading drives down the field, putting the ball in the end zone himself in overtime against the Raiders, doing all the special things he was able to do late in games, as well as showing up in big moments against, you know, Tampa Bay and New Orleans in big time games and the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, he's a guy that can be a difference maker. We'll see if he's enough to bring the fans out to Los Angeles in a very beautiful stadium. But we do have one more segment to get into because in the next segment, we're going to be talking about our toughest stretch of games for the Chargers. We're going to talk about how divisional games are always really tough and always end up being nail biters. And also an early stretch in the season where it could make or break how the Chargers go into the bye week. So we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is BetOnline.ag. If you guys don't bet on sports right now, you guys are really missing out because this is kind of a golden time. No, there's no football. But even when there's no football, you still have NFL future bets on where teams are going to place if the Chargers will win the AFC West. Can they compete for a Super Bowl? You can definitely bet on all of those things. But you also have the NHL in the playoffs. You have the NBA heading to the playoffs. You have baseball in full swing. There's so much to bet on. You even have a big Saturday night fight night in UFC with Michael Chandler fighting for the belt. I mean, there's so much stuff that you can bet on right now. And betonline.ag is the one place that we trust and the one place we put our money. And all you have to do is head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. And you can receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit, if you use the promo code Locked On, that's promo code Locked On, all caps, one word for a fifty percent deposit bonus at BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. All right, David. Well, one of the other things that you always look at when the schedule gets released is what the toughest games are going to be for the Chargers, and I think they have some really tough matchups. You have a game against the Patriots after they get beat 45 to 0 last year. I mean, you have tough matchups against the Steelers who always give you trouble when you're going up against them, you know, outside of your division. And then you have the divisional games as well, but when me and you were thinking about the toughest four game stretch for the Chargers, I mean, I do think that there's a couple different ways you could go with it. But I do think there is an obvious four-game stretch early on in this season that makes sense as the toughest four-game stretch for the Chargers. I agree. And, I I mean, I'm looking at the four-game stretch starting in week three at Kansas City. I mean, we all know how incredible they are. And then you go to Monday night against the Raiders. We all always play the Raiders very close. 
You never know. That can always go one way or the other. Then you go up against a much improved Browns team who last year almost made it to the Super Bowl. I mean, that that team got better this year in, in the offseason uh, in the draft and free agency, they brought in some great players on both sides of the ball. That is a scary team. I mean, Browns fans should be excited. They've been dismal for many, many years, but they are great now, and they're scary, man. And then, of course, you got Baltimore right after that week six. I mean, that is a tough stretch, Daniel. I mean, I mean, you, you got to be happy if you go if you split that two and two I mean I think that might even be a little optimistic at this point you never know obviously uh what things are going to look like when we get there but that right there it just that is a tough block of games yeah and it's weeks three through six too so I mean maybe you go into that stretch two and oh maybe you go into that stretch oh and two right and that makes a difference as well but yeah I mean I think if you go two and two in that stretch you're feeling really good about it if you go three and one I think you legitimize yourself as someone that's going to be a playoff contender. I think that's what you do if you can beat three of those four teams because even the easy game in that stretch is the Raiders, right? And we all know how the Raiders games go. I mean, look at both of them. When the Chargers won, it was close. When the Chargers lost, it was close, right? So Down to the wire, man. You just Those games, you can never write them off. You can never just write off a divisional game and say that's a win for the Chargers. So even though you feel good about the matchup, If that's the easiest game in the four-game stretch, I mean, it's going to be really tough. And I think part of that is just because you have the AFC North as well. So you're getting two teams last year that went 11-5 and in the North, the Browns and the Ravens. I mean, these four teams put together in 2020 went 44-20. and So just statistically, this is a really good batch of teams that you're going up against in weeks three through six. I know we had someone that kind of said they disagreed and they think it's actually one week past this so it would be Raiders, Browns, Baltimore Ravens and then a bye week and then you would get the Patriots because the Chargers have historically been bad after buys. I think that's more of a coach to coach thing. We don't really know how Brain and Staley yeah is going to deal with it at this point, but that's not the only tough stretch of the season because there's going to be some really really important games down the stretch this season, David, and most importantly for the Chargers It's going to come down to the divisional games because in 2019, you go 0-6 in the division. 2020, you go 3-3 in the division, but the last game's against the Chiefs where they didn't play their starters. How will you do inside of your own division this year? I know there's two in the games that we're talking about, but you also have a pretty gnarly three-game stretch that could decide a lot at the end of the season. Yeah, you definitely do. I mean, two two right off the bat pretty early, and then you don't get another one until week 12. But from week 12 through week 18, you have four. And towards the end of the year, I mean, it's a block that could decide the division if the Chargers are doing well. And the best path to the playoffs, the, the tried and true method, is always handling your in-division games and putting yourself in a good position to win that division. And starting week 15 on Thursday night, you got the Chiefs. Then week 16, you go at Houston. But then you finish with two in-division games versus the Broncos and at Vegas. I mean, that is going to be crazy. The Chargers are going to have to really be uh, rolling. they got to be playing their best football to end the year. The in-division games are always very important, but that's going to be a very important stretch this season. Always. I mean, and I think for the Chargers, I think you want to split the Kansas City games, right? I mean, I think Mm -hmm. you're happy if you can split that and go one and one. And you obviously beat them last year. Before that, the last time you beat them was that 2018 season where you had the Mike Williams catch that you alluded to earlier, the two-point conversion to win the game. In the other games that you've lost, they have been really close as well. I mean, 
even when the Chiefs, you know, and the Chargers had totally opposite records at the end of the season, for some reason, you know, Gus Bradley's defense was the only, like one of the best defenses against Patrick Mahomes. So I think this year they match up a little bit more closely, but you're going to have to make your bread and butter on those four games you play against the Raiders and the Broncos because with the Broncos' quarterback situation not truly resolved at this point, maybe Teddy Bridgewater goes off there or whatever, but, I mean, it's harder to believe than, you know, how they're going to fare against Patrick Mahomes, who you know is great, right? So it's Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, and then you have the Raiders, who had some very questionable offseason moves, but you know we'll still stay competitive. But <laughs> that's, that's saying a lot. I mean, their draft was crazy. And, I mean, the guys that they picked up, it's just they spent money in places. You're like, what What are you doing? I mean, they signed Kenyon Drake, Drake to a, a like a $10.5 million contract, which is crazy because they have Josh Jacobs, who's one of the better young running backs in the league. And I think everyone already understands that most of their problems reside on the defensive side of the ball. Absolutely. I mean, I think that they had huge holes there. They ended up taking three safeties in the draft and also took Alex Leatherwood in the first round, which was a stretch by a lot of people's measurements. So I thought that, of course, the Raiders are doing Raiders things, but they usually get off to a hot start. So I think the game earlier in the season in this four toughest game stretch that we're talking about is going to be one of the one that most worries me because what they go six and two and then they just start losing every game for the rest of the season. Seems like that's how the last couple of years have gone for the Raiders. I mean, seems like it's like clockwork with them. But getting back to this four-game stretch, I mean, you have the Chiefs in week three. You're still going to be a new team kind of coming together at that time. The Raiders, we know, is going to be tough. And then the Browns and the Ravens. Like you said, the Browns made a lot of improvements during this offseason. But the Browns always make a lot of improvements, right? That's their thing. It's like they win the offseason and it doesn't translate. But last year they went 11-5, and so it's finally coming together the Ravens with Lamar Jackson, the Chargers had a good game plan once to beat them in the playoffs, but historically have struggled against the super mobile quarterbacks. And Lamar Jackson is the ultimate test in those regards. But hopefully Brandon <laughs> He's the Staley, current day Michael Vick experience, man. That guy is incredible. Yeah, I mean, he has game-breaking potential. And for the Chargers who have especially had their issues struggling tackling in the past, I think that having Brandon Staley, who comes from the number one tackling defense, Something's got to give. So hopefully that gets a lot better for the Chargers because that has been a nightmare watching them, you know, not just dealing with mobile quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, but even guys like Patrick Mahomes where you're letting him get out of the pocket. It's changing the game. So you have both of those guys in a four-game stretch and then also have a couple other tough matchups too. But if they can go 2-2, two and 3-1 two, and one during that stretch, I mean, I don't think it's crazy to say that they're putting themselves in position to be a playoff contender. And the other thing is, is we don't know what these teams are going to look like, right? I mean, that's the whole thing with the schedule releasing is we don't know who's going to be healthy for the Chargers when they enter this stretch. But it is early on in the season, at least, so you're hoping that you'll at least have most of your team still available before the rigors of an NFL season has fully kind of kicked in. But it's the Chargers, so you never know. But what do you think about having the bye week week seven real quick? I mean, I think that's kind of an interesting conversation. I mean, I'm always the guy who would like to have it later on in the year. But, I mean, week seven in an 18-week season, what do you think about that? I don't think it's ideal. I mean, I think that it's really stayed around week 10 for the Chargers and hasn't really moved around too much outside of, you know, one or two weeks here or there. Now you get it week seven. You're going to have 11 games after that, right? So 11 straight weeks. With a game after that bye week in week seven, I don't think it's a good thing for the Chargers by any means. But I guess like the you know flip side of that would be 
hey, if you do get some guys who get nicked up in camp, maybe that's a part, or early on in the season, maybe that's a chance for you to kind of get ready for the back half of the season, get healthy instead of keeping having to play these games, missing guys. So I think it can work both ways, but I don't think it's a good thing. I'm guessing you agree with that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I hate the fact that it's week seven. I mean, I always like that you get extra time to prepare for the Patriots because the Patriots are Bill Belichick. I mean, he's he's incredible. He always keeps you on your toes and he always just takes away your best weapons. So maybe a little extra time to prepare against that guy is good. But I mean, not having that that bye week later on in the year when you can get healthy for those really, really important, impactful, meaningful games, I think is going to be a detriment for the Chargers. Yeah, and let's be honest, though, the last two seasons they've had it later on, and it's not really helped them very much as far as their end-of-season success. So I think it all is all a little bit arbitrary, but at the same time, you know the players have said before, hey, we like it later on in the year. But there's still a ton of meat on the bone as far as this schedule. There's a lot of things we haven't gotten to get into yet. So on tomorrow's show, now that we have the schedule, we can go through and give our predictions on how well we think the Chargers are going to do and make a, a way too early prediction for the Chargers 2021 season we'll also get into the game that's probably most likely to give us a heart attack and much more with the schedule tomorrow but until then make sure if you don't already you follow us wherever you get your podcast from whether that's the new Odyssey app Google Podcast, Spotify Apple Podcasts, if it ever starts to work all of those places you can find the show and wherever you get your your podcast from and make sure to rate and review if you like the show as well that's super important to us and we really appreciate it but you can also find us on social media, and we post all the shows there as well. You can find me and David on Twitter at for me, Dan Talk Sports, and for David Drotalk SD, as well as finding the show page at Locked On LAC. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook as well. You can find us at Locked On Chargers on Instagram and our Facebook page at Locked On Chargers. We really appreciate and love all the interaction that we've had with you guys, especially lately on social media. So make sure you go follow us there, so we can keep discussing Chargers when you're not listening to the show. But that is going to do it for today's show. If you guys want to get your voicemails on the show, the number is 323-524-7924. We'll definitely get into some voicemails next week. So give us your thoughts on the schedule, the Chargers offseason, or whatever. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow with our season predictions now that we have the schedule. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.